What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Review with Rob show. I am your host, of course, Review Rob, coming at you. So excited, so amped up, so pumped, baby. As you saw by the title of this episode, talking uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No longer called Snyder Cut. No longer is it a uh, internet sensation. No longer is it a hashtag. It is official, official. Movie is out, and I'm so stoked and excited about seeing this movie. Can't wait to talk about this later on. I'm doing freaking awesome, man. Super excited, as you can hear. Loving everything that's going on. I bought a laptop <laughs> since our last uh, since our last talk, so that's cool. Got my first ever laptop. I mean, I know well, the people's lives are different, man, and just understand uh, your life will move at different paces than other people. And you know, I'm at a much later age in life to get a, my first ever laptop, but I'm super stoked and excited about it, and happy to have my first ever laptop. Been loving it. It's been a, a freaking Huge help when it comes to doing this show and putting this show together. Uh, two Nightmare on uh, Review at Street episodes dropped for Freddy's Dead. Uh, of course, that is the review episode and the commentary both dropped over the weekend. And, you know, man, just having a great time. Super stoked, super excited. Before I started recording, I was actually looking online about uh, classes to become a guidance counselor. Uh, it's, I don't know, it just randomly hit me today. Like, I kind of want to be a guidance counselor. But at the same time, I saw it takes six years, if not more, and it takes a lot of money. So, things to think about for sure. But, you know, you're never too old to go to college as far as I far as I'm concerned and a lot of people are concerned and you know it's not like I'm that old you know I'm in my early 30s but it's it's you know just something I'm thinking about um but other than that things things have been you know awesome and we're moving forward and like I said big episode here and we're gonna kick it off with uh the latest news that has come out since our last episode and we're gonna kick it off with kind of surprising news there's been rumors of this for many years now and it's never really gone anywhere but Kind of seems like we're in motion for it to actually happen, and what I'm talking about is a third Ace Ventura film is reportedly in the works, uh, and is being written by the writers behind the Sonic the Hedgehog film. Uh, This news was revealed in an interview conducted by distributor Park Circus, focusing on the production company Morgan Creek, which produced the original Ace Ventura films. Um, Quotes, we're pretty excited about our franchise developments with The Exorcist and the Ace Ventura franchise. It's noticeable from the 3 million fans chatting on the official Facebook page for Ace Ventura that audiences are clamoring for a third installment, Morgan Creek said. Uh, Continuing, quote, during COVID, audiences have been in love and are thrilled to have beloved characters brought back with new stories. Ace Ventura will see a new day at Amazon as a major motion picture slash theatrical. Um, So I guess it'd be Amazon and uh, theatrical, that's obviously theaters. With the Sonic the Hedgehog writer. So that's an interesting news right there, man. That was, like I said, it's something that's been rumored for years and years, but never really went anywhere. But now, I mean, they said it right there. Ace Ventura will see a new day at Amazon. So that's interesting, man. We're getting a third Ace Ventura film. It doesn't say anything whether or not Jim Carrey's attached to it. But, I mean, if we're getting a third movie, you would assume he's attached to it. But, you know what they say about assuming. And if you don't know what they say about assuming, Google it, man. Have fun. But, <laughs> um... It's interesting, you know, I grew up watching Ace Ventura, I grew up loving those movies, love Jim Carrey, so I'm all for it, and you know, Jim Carrey's in those Sonic the Hedgehog movies, he's in, he was playing uh, Dr. Robotnik, and I'm pretty sure Dr. Robotnik's back in the next uh, Sonic movie that they're currently shooting, I believe, so, it's interesting, man, so he's got a chemistry with the team, Ace Ventura 3, it seems like, you know, it doesn't even seem like it, they said it's happening, so... More news to come from that, hopefully. Jim Carrey will say something about whether he's in it or not. I don't know how you have a third movie without him, but let's uh, move forward, man. That's crazy, crazy news, and uh, definitely was a surprise to see earlier earlier uh, this week. Earlier this week, I recorded the show on Monday. It's definitely a surprise to see that news break. Uh, other news, in a recent interview with Bloody Disgusting, producer Fidi uh, Alvarez uh, for Don't Breathe and Evil Dead, has finally opened up about Legendary's Entertainment's newest installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, revealing that some new details about the horror film. Alvarez confirmed that the upcoming 2021 film is indeed a direct sequel to Toby Hooper's original 1974 classic, which will now feature an older version of the iconic serial killer. In a recent interview, producer Alvarez has finally opened up, blah, 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 (laughs) saying it's a direct sequel and it's the same character, it's old man Leatherface, Alvarez says. 
He went on to tease that the film's use of practical effects on the gory scenes as they've decided to use an old-school approach in the production of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Quote, everything is classic, old-school gags, a lot of the approach that we had with Evil Dead. Um, never VFX to do everything on camera. It's a very old-school approach to filmmaking, vintage lenses. It's very similar to the original film. Which is interesting. Uh, I think I've been on record on the show. If not, I'm not the hugest Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan in the world, um, out there. I've seen the movies. Never really has ever done anything for me. Uh, I'm, I plan on, uh, as a Patreon exclusive, going back to the franchise and watching all these movies and everything. And, you know, trying to see if my opinion has changed since the last time I've watched it. And to gear up for Halloween Horror Nights, man. Um, they had the speculation map came out. And I'm going to talk about this more on a Disney's episode we're supposed to record later this week. But uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the rumored houses. And, you know, again, not the hugest fan, but that's not going to ruin anything for me. I'm still going to have a great time at Halloween Horror Nights. And, you know, I plan to go back and watch these Texas Chainsaw Massacre films before. Uh, definitely for the Patreon. That will be a Patreon-exclusive show. A lot of stuff going on over there, by the way. I've got a lot of shows planned. I think I'm at, like, seven or eight shows at the moment planned for uh, the Patreon. So... $4 a month, you want to hear me talk about a bunch of stuff, come on over, uh, film deep dives, we'll talk some HHN stuff, we'll talk uh, uh, The Flash Show, I'm going to do a show based on The Flash Show, I thought that'd be fun, and you know, countless other ideas, man, just $4 a month, you can join in on Patreon, review it, Rob, support me doing um, what I love, man, it's awesome. So yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there you go, it's kind of cool to hear that they're going with the old school approach. They're going with a direct sequel to the first film, which has been the, you know, hot thing to do since Halloween did it. And it worked out very well for them, obviously. So, we'll see what happens with it, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Venom got a new release date. Venom Let There Be Carnage was released, uh, sp supposed to release June 2021, but it is now moved to September 17th of uh, this year. So, moving it back a couple months. Very interesting to see that because A Quiet Place just jumped up several months so this thing kind of seems like schedules are moving around still as we're dealing with uh, COVID still. seems like things are going down COVID-wise, but, you know, it's still there and we're still doing the precautions and all that stuff. So, but movies are starting to shift and change schedules. And I think it's more, not so much more to do with uh, theaters not being open, but more to do with the fact that theaters are pretty much reopening at this point and they're getting to a point where you got to... Uh, set these movies schedule wise to where they're not going to be up against some other movie that's just going to completely you know drain them and tear them down and run them out so i think that's kind of the idea here just move venom to uh, later in the year and let's see september so that's just a couple months before the spider-man film comes out so that's pretty interesting to see there as well uh some we got some more mortal Kombat news over the past week uh, said that the film was filmed with very little green screen as possible they wanted to make it as realistic as possible of course some green screen would have to be used but you know they went for like a more uh, real uh, reality based with the movie which is awesome good form and also they said they uh, don't be worried that johnny cage has not been seen for the movie so far because they have plans for johnny cage in a possible sequel so uh, that's kind of one of the things I've seen a lot of people talking about is that Johnny Cage was not focused or even mentioned in the first trailer at all. And I think, I don't think he's even going to be a part of the movie. Who knows? But they, it sounds like they're planning some sequels, which is awesome. And that Johnny Cage will be showing up in uh, sequel, sequel realms for these movies. So, you know, hang on tight. Super excited for this Mortal Kombat movie. It'll be hitting HBO Max pretty soon. Um, speaking of hitting HBO Max soon, freaking... Godzilla vs. Kong is, like, almost here. Like, I think later this week, right? Uh, beginning of next week. Somewhere around there. I don't know what today's date is. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, there you go. Mortal Kombat news. We got some Loki news. Loki will be hitting the streaming service Disney Plus on June 11th. That's a couple days before my brother's birthday. So, a little birthday present for him, I guess. Uh, Loki, be interesting to see. Uh, I have mixed feelings about WandaVision. Probably need to go back and watch that. I felt like the... Uh, they kind of annoyed me with what they did with uh, Evan Peters, but, you know, that's a personal thing. I don't think the show was overall, like, horrible or anything. It's just I didn't like what they did with their character. Maybe they'll do something with them more later. Who knows? But kind of seemed like they shit the bed on that one. But, you know, overall, again, the show was really fun. I like the sitcom stuff more. I'm like the uh, the different person. You know, a lot of people are like, I don't like the sitcoms, but I like the stuff that came later. I like the sitcom stuff a lot more. Uh, so that's me. Again, personal preference overall, the show was fine. 
Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, watched the first episode, kind of boring to me, man, which is kind of disheartening because I love the Captain America trilogy. The Captain America stuff is my favorite thing in the MCU. I've been on record, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but I do like some of the stuff they put out, and the main thing I love is the Captain America trilogy, so I was really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and there's some good stuff in the uh, first episode, don't get me wrong, but it kind of kind of didn't grab my attention too much. That could be very well because, you know, I, it's like one of the first things I watched after Zack Snyder's Justice League, and nothing's going to live up to that, you know, especially that close. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. A new episode will be hitting Fridays on uh, the Disney Plus. So, see how episode two goes. I think there's only six episodes. I believe they're all about an hour long because the first episode I watched is like 40-something minutes long. But, um, yeah, man, we'll see how they do with uh, episode two. Uh, let's see, next bit of news, HBO Max has ordered a documentary about the late actor Brittany Murphy. The two-part series hails from Blumhouse Television. The documentary will explore the life and death of Murphy, who has uh, who is probably best known for Clueless, as well as other films like 8 Mile, Just Married, and she was on um, King of the Hill. Her first voice talents were on King of the Hill. Uh, she died back in 2009 at the age of 32. Though her death was ruled an accident and determined to be the result of a combination of pneumonia and the effects of uh, several over-the-counter drugs she had taken, the death of uh, the death one year later of her husband has fueled speculation about her passing. Wild story, man. I remember, like, I love Brittany Murphy. I'm a Brittany Murphy fan. She's one of my favorite actresses. And I remember seeing that news that she passed, and it just, it hit me, man. It hit me because it was just, it was, you know, again, sad. It's somebody, again, that I grew up watching and was a big fan of, and... It's just sad circumstances, and then you see all this other stuff, and it just kind of, things just seem weird and uh, interesting there. So, definitely we'll be checking out a documentary, not just as a fan of Brittany Murphy, but there's just, you know, speculation around everything that happened there. They kind of just want to see what happens. Seems like it's going to be a pretty good documentary to dive into. That'll be on HBO Max. So, HBO Max bringing more stuff, man. Uh, for She's All That fans... I hope you are ready for this news. Original stars Rachel Lee Cook and Matthew Lillard will be reuniting in He's All That, a gender-flipped reimagining of the 1999 teen classic. I believe I've talked about He's All That coming out before. Good. I mean, I'm fine with anything Rachel Lee Cook. You know, I love freaking Josie and the Pussycats. Um, love that movie. A lot of people say it's like a guilty pleasure movie or something like that. I it's just I just love the movie. And so it's it's a fun, good time movie, man, and she's awesome in it. So she he's all that. Go for it. Why not? Um Don't know what's gonna be on. I don't know if it's gonna be on CW, A B, uh Freeform, whatever. <laughs> um, Batwoman has got more casting news and that show just continues to be random. Uh the CW's Batwoman has now cast um Ruby Rose replacement. <laughs> um, so they already, I don't know why I stumbled so hard just then, by the way. But Ruby Rose, remember, she was in the first season of Batwoman. She was playing uh, Kate Kane and was Batwoman, right? She left the show because the scheduling was too hard or something like that. Kind of weird excuse, but, you know, whatever. Whatever her excuse is, whatever was wrong with her, she had to leave. Um, so they did the show, the... The uh, cast, I'm going to mess her name up, Javika Leslie as the new Batwoman on the show. And now we've got news that um, Kate Kane is coming back to the show and will be played by Krypton actress uh, Wallace Day. Uh, she signed on to take over the role. Day is set to portray an altered version of Kate Kane and is expected to debut this second season of Batwoman. But, um... Javica Leslie will still be the main star of the show. So, interesting there. They're bringing Kate Kane back in. Um, so, we'll see what happens, man. I'm going to be honest. I have not seen too many episodes of Batwoman. <laughs> really, to be honest. Going back to the first season. Now that I think about it, I, I, I don't know why. I remember watching a couple episodes of it, and it just I fell away from it for some reason. I enjoyed the episodes, if I remember correctly. It's just I fell away from it. And, you know, I need, probably something I need to go back and watch. But... Who knows? You know, good on them. They're keeping that show going. I wonder how long these CW, um, DC shows will go on. Now that we have HBO Max, it would seem like, you know, move it over there. I'm sure there's contracts and all that good stuff and everything. But it seems like you would move that over to HBO Max at this point and give people a reason, again, to, you know, sign up for HBO Max. So, hey, 
there you go. Batwoman still got stuff going on. Uh, Resident Evil is being rebooted, uh, which is pretty soon after the, the series ended. Uh, and it officially has a name. It is called Welcome to Raccoon City. And that will be hitting theaters September 3rd. So September uh, September 3rd. When was the other movie hitting theaters? September 17th. Alright, so no competition there. You know, and... I haven't seen any of the Resident Evil movies. I don't know why. I just never got around to them. But... Speaking of Patreon earlier, that's going to be a Patreon uh, franchise dive as well. I'm going to jump into the Resident Evil films and check out and see how they are. And those will be, of course, first-time reactions like the Nightmare on Review of Street stuff I'm doing now. Where, again, I haven't seen a single Resident Evil show. So, um, the commentary will be fun for that. First-time commentary watching those things. So, we'll see how that goes. And checking those movies out for the first time. Video games and being transitioned into movies have not been the easiest transition in the world in the past. So... We'll see how it turns out, and we'll check it out, and we'll, you know, again, we'll go from there. Uh, let's see, Netflix is developing a live-action film and follow-up anime series based on Keanu Reeves' Berserker. I guess how you say that, B-R-Z-R-K-R, that's Berserker, it's gotta be Berserker. A brutally epic saga about an immortal warrior's 80,000-year fight, that's 80,000, 80,000-year fight through the ages. Reeves will produce and star in the film and voice the anime. Cool. I love Keanu Reeves. He's one of my favorite actors, so I will check out the live-action show for sure. Uh, the live-action film, excuse me. As far as the anime series, eh, I don't know. I'm not a not an anime person. I've tried a couple of different animes. Death Note wasn't too bad, but, eh, you know, I, I it doesn't grab my attention. Anime has not been something that's ever interested me. I know it was even, you know, growing up and it being, like, a huge thing. Um... Note to self when podcasting, don't freaking grab your nose while talking. It makes you sound like this. So, um, it's interesting. I'll definitely watch the live-action film. Sounds very fun and interesting for sure. Uh, the anime, I don't know. I don't know what that one, but it's cool for people who enjoy anime and love Keanu Reeves. Booyah, there you go. Um, last week, talked about Zatanna getting something for HBO Max. It is announced today that a Zatanna film is in the works with writer Emerald uh, Fennell. Who was um, who did Promising Young Woman, which is another movie I need to check out. That movie's gotten some pretty good um, reviews. So there you go, man. Satana film is in the works, and that's awesome. Satana getting a show up now. She's gonna be out there and gonna be you know getting a starring role and stuff like that. So good on her. Uh, Satana DC character. I love DC. So hashtag I'm in. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, Next bit of news. We kind of touched on this earlier about movie theaters and reopening. AMC Theaters has announced that beginning March 19th, which was actually a couple days ago, 98% of its U.S. theaters will be open for guests to once again enjoy seeing movies on the big screen. Need to need to do a Google search and check out if an AMC theater next to me is open. Um, quote, it was exactly one year ago that we closed all AMC locations in the United States. It gives me immense joy to say that by the end of next week, we expect 99% of our U.S. locations will have reopened, said AMC CEO and President Adam Aaron. Uh, Cool, man. It's, you know, I miss going to the movie theaters. I've had kind of a love-hate relationship with movie theaters, the way they've acted during this whole COVID thing and kind of acting like punks, to be honest. But, you know, it's, it's another good sign that... Uh, life as we kind of knew it is starting to turn into a way to where, you know, stadiums are opening back up. People are going to be at WrestleMania this year. Texas is like 100% open. And, you know, Mississippi, I think, is like 100% open. And other states are like opening up more and more. Here in the home state, South Carolina, things are, didn't really close all that much. There's been capacity limits and stuff like that. But those are, you know, getting better. Florida, I think, never really closed either. So, you know, things are just starting to open back up. Obviously, still be safe. Do take your precautions that you need to take. But it seems like we're getting to a point where let's, you know, the vaccine is out there. If you're able to get the vaccine, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But just know if I was able to get the vaccine, I would go for it. Because, you know, again, I'm ready for Halloween Horror Nights, man. Halloween Horror Nights is the biggest thing and most important thing to me every single year. And didn't get to have that last year. Got to have an awesome Halloween event. 
Um, but you know, it wasn't Halloween Horror Nights. I want Halloween Horror Nights. This, it seems like everything's good to go that we're going to get a Halloween Horror Nights this year. And it seems like if movie theaters are opening up at 98% or 98% of movie theaters are opening up, I don't know what the capacity limits are or anything like that. But movie theaters are always the, because I mean, think about it. You're in a stuffy room, you're close to people, you know, it's, you know, an inside area and all this stuff. So if they're opening back up. I think we're in a good point where a lot of things are going to start opening back up. Capacity is going to start going back up. And, you know, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But it seems like we're on the, the come up, as the kids will say. Um, and let's see. Is this the last bit of news? Yes, the last bit of news we got here is uh, kind of fun news. Interesting news that kind of came out earlier. Uh, apparently, the 1993 beloved comedy classic Mrs. Doubtfire has um a lot of different versions of it so uh yeah you know i don't know if this was sparked by of course the the Zack snyder justice league stuff or what but there's talks of hey release the n17 version of mrs doubtfire which apparently exists uh director christopher columbus revealed that an r-rated version of the beloved 1993 comedy mrs doubtfire does exist Though there is not an NC-17 cut of the film. He said, I would be open to maybe doing a documentary about the making of the film and enabling people to see certain scenes re-edited in an R-rated version, Columbus said. Um, most of the reason for the R-rated versions of this film and multiple other versions of this film rating-wise is, you know, they kind of, you know, Robin Williams was a star, man. And sometimes you just let Robin Williams cook and you let him improvise and come up with some things and, you know, that man can cuss. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, so that seem, it seems like stuff like that. So I'm all for, like, uh, I don't think we need, I mean, I don't need an R-rated Mrs. Doubtfire movie. Some people would want it. Cool. Good on them. I don't need it. I love the original Mrs. Doubtfire film. With that said, I'm all for them releasing, like, a special edition um, DVD, a Blu-ray DVD, whatever set, um, with the documentary attached to it with, you know, deleted scenes, R-rated scenes, and all that stuff. I'm all for it. If they want to do that, I'm all for a documentary, man. Love Robin Williams, and it's, it's sad. It's always sad to, you know, come across something Robin Williams and realize he's no longer here. And, you know, I mean, anything we can get new of Robin Williams would be very welcomed by uh, an enormous amount of people, I'm sure. So, you know, if they do it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. I mean, 93, so we're coming up on, what, quick math, 93, 2003, 2013, 2023. We're coming up on the 30th anniversary, not too long. So, did I do that right? 93, 2003, 2013, 2023. So, yeah, we're not too far off from the 30th anniversary. So, I would not be too surprised if... um they decide to do another version, a special edition release for Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, be it digital, physical, whatever. Um, cool. Speaking of digital and physical, man, I hope they release a physical copy. I believe they are releasing a physical copy of the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Now, you bet your sweet ass I will be getting that as soon as possible. So, before we go any further into Zack Snyder's Justice League, going to take a pause for the good old cause here. And we'll be back with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready, ready to haunt you. Ah, oh, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! So begins the end. For Dark I've never seen a being this strong. Maybe one. He's back. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. I made a promise to him on his grave. I need to bring us together. There are 
enemies coming from far away. They serve an old power. This world is divided. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. It will fall in his name. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the wonderful trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right, it's no longer called Snyder Cut. It is officially called Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is here, baby. It finally happened for years and years and years. Well, not, well you know. <laughs> you know. Um, it was for the longest time an internet thing. It's like, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. We want the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. And freaking finally they listened. And when HBO Max was announced, they're like, hey... We're finally going to put this thing out. You've been clamoring for it. You've been buying billboards for it. Every day you've been going for it. It's finally going to happen. And it was no longer is it just something we hoped for. It eventually, It's here. It's a thing. It's real. It's right there on HBO Max. You can get it. You can watch it whenever you want, man. And, you know, it just the lead up to all of it. Once they finally announced it happened, it's just the anticipation. It kept growing and growing and growing when they uh, released images when they released the trailers they released trailers for all the characters leading up to the release and it just kept you know the anticipation kept going and going and then they showed that jared leto's joker is going to be in the movie and you're like holy fuck you know this is going to be absolutely incredible and i remember the feeling because i decided like you know screw it i'm waking up at 3 a.m when this thing's available on the east coast and i'm watching all four hours right then before i go to work because i can't wait any longer for this i have to have this movie now i have to watch it now and, you know, just that feeling of 3 a.m., turning on it, uh, the TV, putting it on HBO Max, and seeing right there on the beginning of the screen, Zack Snyder's Justice League streaming now. And it was just the ultimate, just goosebumps began right then and there. And then I remember I clicked play, and then I see that HBO Max original popped up. I'm like, fuck yes! And, you know, they uh, they showed that the screen is going to be different because it was shot on a different camera, and... I was like, cool, whatever. Let's get, you know, let's get to the movie. It didn't bother me one bit. Other people had bothered them for some godforsaken reason, but people just love to complain. What can I say? Um, and then when he showed the Warner Brothers Water Tower, and then it got to the DC logo, and it's just that anticipation was just building and building, and the goosebumps I had so much the whole time it was going on. And you know, here we go. We're in the movie, and I'm not going to spoil this movie. I'm not going to do that. That'll be probably at a later time or another episode that I'm planning, uh, another episode that's in plans right now. But you know, it starts off where, kind of where Batman vs. Superman ended, you know, and it shows the importance of what happened in the battle, in the fina uh, the battle finale in Batman vs. Superman. And it shows off what happened with, you know, what happened in the Batman vs. Superman ending. And it just, it added that more importance to what Batman vs. Superman was, which that is a good fucking movie. Again, it's another one of those movies that didn't deserve the hate it got, but, you know, what can you do? But, it was just an incredible start to the film. It started off letting us know exactly what kind of feeling we're getting, exactly where we're going with this, and, and it gave us the effects of what losing Superman would be like. Because, I mean, at this point, you know, I don't feel like I spoiled anything. I think we've all seen it. We saw the other Justice League movie. We know that Superman died in Batman vs. Superman. And it, the movie shows us the effects of what happens when, 
you know, the Suicide Squad kind of did that, but not like this, you know, like this, they showed how his, his death reached all the other realms and reached the mascara, reached, you know, all the other areas and you just felt it and you felt the importance of what happened there and it just started this, started what's going to happen here, you know, and like I said, I'm not spoiling anything here, I'll get into scene by scene probably later, but it's just an incredible start to this movie incredible start to the movie and we realize okay we you know we're getting the storytelling we're like why was this not you know why did why why you know that was like the question I kept asking so many times watching this movie and i watched it twice at this point i'm planning on watching it several other times uh it's just like why would they leave this off why would this be gone why would you leave that this is such a powerful scene so that was one of the things the uh the wonder woman scene we got some of it in the other justice league film our first introduction to wonder woman in this movie where she um, somebody is setting up a bomb and she comes in there and she's saves the kids from being gunned down and all that stuff. Much longer scene, much more story there, much more importance there, much more badassness there. Like that is a badass scene and there's a lot of badass scenes going on in this movie. And just seeing her, she's in there, she's ricocheting the freaking bullets off of her freaking wrist and all that stuff. And it's just, that scene, it shows what DC heroes are. They're freaking badass but they're heroes at the same time. There's a point in that scene where she does all this badass stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and say there's freaking blood in this movie. This movie is rated R, and they've got some blood in this movie. They've got, you know, they got a couple cuss words. I don't think it's really all that throughout the movie, but there's a couple times where Cyborg said the F word. Batman says the F word at one point. So, you know, it's it's rated R, and it's freaking, it's cool. It's interesting to see because you don't really ever see that. Um, it obviously wasn't in the other Justice League movie, and so comparing the start, you know, this one has a much better start. The other start, the original Justice League, and I blocked most of that movie out of my mind because I didn't like it. The only things I remember from that movie are apparently was Zack Snyder shot because they're in this movie as well. Um, like that movie started off with Batman just giving away who he was essentially in front of a robber. I mean, come on, <laughs> how stupid is that? So, anyways. This movie and just how badass she is. She does all this badass stuff. And then right there at the end she shows why she's our Wonder Woman. Why she's our hero. Why she's someone you can believe in. Freaking loved it. Um, there's the Themyscira battle. That's enhanced in this movie. And there's so much more badassery in that as well. And just so much story and so much emotion that you can feel that was just left on the cutting board. And you're like, what are you doing? Why would you cut this stuff out? So much awesomeness there. And it's just, you know, I can say that with every single battle in this movie. There's just, there's more to it, and every single one of them, every single beat of those battles is perfect. They lay it in there the right way. It's how you want would want to see these battles go. It's awesomeness from the start to finish. It's good storytelling. Everything is fantastic when it comes to these battles. So the Themyscira battle, the, the, uh, the Atlantis battle, the... You know, the every single battle and the final battle is, oh my god, it's so perfect. And it's just, it's just incredibleness from start to finish with every single one of these battles. Uh, another thing that this movie did is it made me care about Cyborg. Like, the first go-around with the movie, I'm like, ah, you know, whatever with this character. I'm not really big a Cyborg guy, but I'm like, ah, whatever with this character in the first go-around. This movie, you know, holy fuck, did they cut pretty much all of his stuff out. Of the that other version of this movie, because Cyborg is so much more prominent in this movie, he's so much more important to the story, he's so much more of a more of a driving force to a lot of the things that happen. And it's like, holy hell, why would you cut all this stuff off? Because it's so much good storytelling, and it's so much impassioned. And there's moments where I freaking they got me freaking crying for over Cyborg, and they got me like, holy fuck, man, this guy's story. And it's just like, how was that cut out? How could you do that? How could you leave any of this stuff off? Most of this stuff is. All of it is important. So how do you, how was that at all cut out, you know? It's just, it was in, it's insane. I'm sitting there and I'm watching Cyborg and I'm feeling for him. And I'm like, fuck yeah, do it. Let's see this. I'm rooting for you this whole time. Like, it made me care about Cyborg. And that was kind of another ongoing thing with this movie as well, is that the heroes were redeemed to me. Because you look at all these uh, other, you know, you... Again, I blocked out the other movie so much from my head, but I'm, the things that I remember is that, like I said, Cyborg wasn't as big. Like when it, when I look at, and I try to remember the last the other Justice League movie, and I didn't watch it before watching this one, and I don't ever plan to watch that movie again. 
it's what I can remember is Wonder Woman looked good, and they made Aquaman look good, but and Superman I guess, but Batman came off bad, Flash came off bad, Cyborg barely in the freaking movie, and it's like completely different story when we come to this movie. Like I said, Cyborg is so damn important to everything that's going on in this movie. Um, my favorite superhero, Flash. So much better stuff in the scene. We finally get the scene with him and Iris West that was always talked about. And what a fantastic scene that is. That just shows his powers. And that's another thing about him. Is in the other movie, and they made Flash seem like he was weak, that he didn't know what to do, that he didn't know what his powers were, that he wasn't really a hero, he was just there. This movie, he's a fucking hero. And he does everything. And he's so important to everything that's going on as well. And it's like, that's the thing with this movie, is all these characters are important. All these characters, that's what you would want from a Justice League movie. you got a team, you got a group of individuals who all bring something to the team. That's what makes them all important when they come together. That's why you want. That's why Bruce is uniting them all together, because they're going against this huge force. They're going against this huge battle, a world-saving mission that they are, that they are on, and they've all got to be at their freaking best, man. And that's what this movie does, is they give you every single one of these characters... It focuses on every single one of these characters and shows them how great they are and how powerful they are and how their story. And it gives you all this idea of what they can do. And all of them know their power. Cyborg's still learning his stuff in the movie, right? But Flash knows what he's doing. Flash has got control of his powers in this movie. It's not like the other movie where it's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with this movie. Uh, Wonder Woman obviously already knows what she's doing. Superman, uh, Aquaman, kind of same. Uh, Batman. What a change here. Batman came off extremely weak in the other Justice League movie. To me, at least. He came off extremely weak in that movie. And this go-around, he's back to being the Batman we saw in Batman vs. Superman. He's back to being that badass Batman, that strong Batman, that guy guy that is freaking knows what he needs to do, knows how to do it, and gets in there and goes for it. He is back. Batman is back, man. So, our heroes are redeemed in this movie. You know, and it's just everything about the movie was incredible i get it i'm a dc guy i'm in the bag for it but i will admit when i don't like stuff i freaking do not like that justice league movie at all this movie seeing the real vision all four hours like again i said i started the movie at 3 a.m i watched all four hours those four hours went by in a breeze they did not the movie did not feel long at all every single scene was incredible i love the uh the chapter idea that's a lot of fun man and i was just re-watching it again before doing this movie and they just seeing how um the chapter before the final chapter ended. I was It just got me fist pumping again, man. I'm like, fuck yes, let's go. Let's go, man. It's just such an incredible movie that played on every single emotion I had. It got me freaking amped up, like I was just talking about. It got me to freaking, you know, cry. It got me freaking pumping my fist. It got me paying attention. It got me freaking sucked in from the get-go. I'm like, yes, this is where we go. The storytelling is so goddamn good in this movie. And it's like... It's again, I've said it a couple times already, and just to go ahead and keep beating that horse, it's freaking, how do you cut this stuff out? Like, some of this stuff is just mind-boggling to think how you cut it out. And I don't know how you do that, and hopefully Warner Brothers has learned their lesson <laughs> by um, not doing this stuff again. Because this movie is absolutely incredible. All four hours are a masterpiece to me. The only thing I don't like about the movie is Amber Heard being in it. Other than that... I enjoy the hell out of this movie. It's a fantastic movie. I think it's a masterpiece. And I don't just throw that around for a whole lot of movies. I think this movie is an absolute masterpiece. Every single performance with the exception of Amber Heard is fantastic. And it's just, you know... So, it's incredible to think that I got to watch this movie. I wish I could have seen it in theaters. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll eventually be somehow, some way released in theaters to where we can have this experience in theaters. And I will sit my ass in the ha happily in that theater for four hours... And go see it. I know it's on HBO Max. I can watch it whenever I want. I don't care. I will go to a movie theater, pay bucks to see that thing on the big screen. On top of that, physical copy, whenever that's released, I'm getting that ASAP. And I'm in for it and I want it. I just, everything. God, I love this movie. You know, absolutely love this movie. And it's everything I could have asked for. I was so hyped up and so amped and so much anticipation going into this movie. I was like, I can't wait to see what this is. I cannot wait to see what this is. Because, like I said, I love DC, and I want to see these characters 
on the screen and played good. And I'm sick of hearing about, oh, DC sucks and freaking Marvel so much better. And I'm not going to do the whole Marvel versus DC thing. Both of them have their stuff. I enjoy both of their stuff perfectly fine. I just love the DC stuff more. Their characters appeal to me way more. And it's just... And I don't care what other people say. I'm going to enjoy what I enjoy. I'm going to love what I love. And, you know, it's just... I want, you know... This superhero stuff, these superhero films, it starts with DC. Superman, you know, Batman 89, and going forward. And it just goes with them. And freaking, there would not be a Marvel Cinematic Universe if there wasn't a Batman Begins. Let's be honest here. Um, they took their beats from that. They took their beats from The Dark Knight. All right? Let's just, let's just be honest. And Harry Potter. <laughs> so, you know, back to... So whatever, love whatever side you want to love, but just give stuff the chance. Don't listen. There's people out there who are just going to hate DC to hate DC. And that's their prerogative, that's their goal, that's what they do. I will find things to enjoy about both sides, I just prefer DC. But this movie is absolutely incredible. Like, I can't, other than, you know, Amber Heard, I can't think of a single thing I didn't enjoy about this movie. I love the way it looked. I love the acting. I love the emotion. I love... The action. I loved everything this movie gave me. And I wish I could get more. You know. Um, like I said, I'm not going to spoil anything with this movie. That's not a goal for me with this episode. Like I said, we'll probably get into spoiler talk on a later different episode. And I will give the spoiler warnings and all that stuff. But the nightmare scene that's in this movie. Um, and I think if you follow this movie, you already know that uh, certain... I mean, well, you know, I'm not going to go into that. Never mind. But... Uh, Jared Leto's Joker was brought back, and he has a different look than he had Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad looked never bothered me at all. Again, I have an open mind. Um, but he doesn't look like that in this movie. He has a di completely different look. He's part of a uh, nightmare sequence that's already been well talked about, so that's not a spoiler. And that scene was so awesome. And you can see what they were setting up with that scene. So again, I'm not going to go into spoiling anything, but that scene as well was just so freaking amazing and incredible. And that's what I felt with this movie. This movie felt like, you know, it felt like an, an epic film, you know. It felt like an experience. It felt like what it should have been when the Justice League movie happened. And it just lets you know, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just scratched my head trying to figure out why that other Justice League happened. I know that, sadly, Zack had to leave shooting and then when he left the whole thing went in a different direction and just failed um but thankfully the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is here we can watch it whenever we want as long as you have HBO Max I believe there is a plan for there to be a physical copy released at some point as well so I freaking absolutely love this movie if you couldn't tell shocker um I loved it from start to finish it hit on everything it needed to hit on for me it taught me it got me to love Cyborg you know, it got me, my favorite superhero Flash was in it, his scenes and his scenes in these movies are obviously going to appeal to me the most because he's my favorite superhero, and just every beat with him, I just, you know, I wish, you know, um, I tried, and yeah, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, that's why I'm pausing here, there's, you know, there's scenes of his where it's just, you know, being so attached to that hero, and I love Ezra Miller as well, I know he gets a lot of shit, but I love Ezra Miller as well, he's one of my favorite actors, and just seeing him redeemed on the big screen is just, and well, not the big screen, obviously, but seeing him redeemed with this storyline, and he has the Flash movie coming, and, you know, I hope they continue with that, is just beyond words for me to express that. It's just, I love seeing my hero, played by one of my favorite actors, portrayed the right way, you know, and seeing him be important to the storyline, and... You know, there's multiple scenes of his where, I mean, Flash is a little more happy-go-lucky of a character, so he gets his comic comic relief. Uh, he's probably the... He gets his comic, uh, comedic stuff in there. There's other comedic stuff in the movie as well, but not like, you know, to bring him up again, it's not like a Marvel movie where it's like continuous kind of comedy. It's just where it needs to be, but we're getting back to where, you know, that's the thing with DC. DC is DC's always more intense, and I love it. And... Except for Shazam. Sam, Shazam's kind of funny. But, um, you know, this movie and just seeing The Flash and there's a scene uh, during the final battle sequence that just 
Like, as soon as I saw it coming, I freaking lost it. I lost it. And I tried, like, as soon as I saw it coming, freaking tears started welling up in my eyes. They started going rolling down my cheeks. Freaking, I was leaning forward with my hands over my mouth. Freaking just, you know, you know how you do it. We're just watching and anticipating and paying attention to something. You put your hands over your, your mouth and your nose and you're just sitting there and just freaking crying my eyes out. Bawling, tore me into a hundred million pieces and then turned me right back around to have the biggest freaking smile and happiness and freaking excitement from that scene. And just, you know, again, that's my attachment to The Flash. But there's so many different scenes in this movie that can get that reaction as well. That gets you to be in there and you're just anticipating. You're watching it with uh, bated breath and you're like, oh my god. And you're just freaking fist pumping. And you're like, let's see it. Let's see how this goes. Let's see where this goes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And it's just so freaking amazing. So... It gets every single bit of applause and love from me, and I, I can't wait to continue watching it and watching it over and over and over again. I just absolutely love this movie. Uh, so where does that leave us now, I guess is the question. I wish it would turn into um, a Flash and Cyborg buddy flake. <laughs> Once you watch the movie, it, it, you can see that would be really cool to see them have like a buddy flake or a buddy show or something like that. Um, I mean, essentially where this leaves us is, you know question marks right now and again i have another show that's in the planning process right now or another episode that's in the planning process right now to talk more about the future but as far as the future of dc films this year we've got the suicide squad in august that will be hitting hbo max and probably theaters at that point because theaters are opening up very soon uh they're opening up now to be honest with you and yeah, that's it for this year. That's the only DC film we have left this year. And then 2022, we get The Batman with Robert Pattinson. We get the freaking Flash movie that I'm so highly anticipating. And just seeing, will this Justice League movie connect into that in any way, shape, or form? Fingers crossed, hopefully it does. Uh, there's rumors that Ben Affleck's Batman will be in it. Um, Cyborg was supposed to be in it, but he's apparently been written off because of the issues he had with uh, Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers. Hopefully that resolves itself because, again... My feelings of the flat, uh, Cyborg completely changed with this version of the film, and I would love to see more of uh, Ray Fisher back as Cyborg, so hopefully they can get that all figured out. And then we have um, Aquaman 2 in 2022, which I will not be seeing if uh, What's-Her-Face is still in it. So that's where we're at right now. I, you know, highly anticipating two of those movies, and I will be highly anticipating the third movie if they do a recast. But, you know... We'll see what the Suicide Squad offers us. That's uh, Again, that's in August, so we're a couple months away from that one. But, yeah, dang it, I freaking loved Zack Snyder's Justice League. This vision, his vision, the true version of that movie is absolutely incredible. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, there's always going to be the detractors out there. There's always going to be the haters that try to find something to hate about things just simply because they, it's what they have in life. They don't, you know, that's what they do. I loved every single second of the movie other than what I mentioned before with Amber Heard being in the movie. But even that, she's barely in the fucking movie, so it doesn't ruin much of anything. But her acting isn't atrocious. But, um, atrocious. <laughs> but it's an anticipation and hope for more. And I can't freaking wait to watch this movie again, man. I just finished watching it before I started recording, and I'm already wanting to watch it again. Like, it's it's just going to be throughout the year. I can tell I'm going to be watching this movie over and over and over again, and I can tell, you know, for the years to come, as long as I'm alive, that I will continue to find a way in time to watch this movie. And all the way through. Like, obviously there's scenes that I just want to watch to skip ahead to, but I'm not going to do that. I just want to watch this movie from start to finish. And I again, I love that chapter idea i love the chapter if i wanted to go you know like do one chapter one day do another chapter the other day i could do that and it'd be awesome and it sets up perfectly fine for that the thing is i love this movie and enjoy this movie so much that i'm just gonna be like yes let's keep going <laughs> you know so we'll see what happens there but i my expectations were highly met my love for this movie only grows more and more when i watch it my happiness to see my hero my favorite superhero, The Flash, done correctly. Uh, you know, it's just, it's everything for me. You know, so, couldn't be happier, couldn't be more ecstatic, couldn't be more in love with this movie. And, that's it, man. That's my feelings on uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
could not be more pleased. There you go. And that will uh, do it for this episode. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed the episode. Hope you had a great time. Go get HBO Max if you don't already have it and watch the movie. Um, it is not like the other Justice League movie at all. There are some scenes from the other Justice League movie that are in this movie. That's because those are the most those are the best scenes. And they had to put them in the other movie, to be honest with you. Um, and that was Zack Snyder's vision. So obviously it's supposed to be Zack Snyder's movie and then you know things happened. But um, get HBO Max, check out Zack Snyder's Justice League if you can't watch it in all four hours. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, most people have uh, other things to do and have times, but it is in chapters to where you can, you know, watch it and take your time. I think each chapter is like 30, 45, 40 minutes, something like that. You can Google it and find it. Um, but it's so worth the time. It is so worth the time and worth the watch and worth the energy and everything. It's just, I. It's it's an epic film, man. It is just an epic experience to be able to watch that. And I wish so much I could have seen it in theaters. But that'll do it for this episode. I appreciate all of you sitting around um, or doing whatever you're doing when you're listening to the show. I appreciate your support. Long episode. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't put the math together yet. But might be right around the same corner. But whatever. I freaking love Zack Snyder's Justice League. There you go. I will talk to you all next week, and remember that happiness can be found, even in the darkest of times, if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.